This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, December 18th, and let's talk about the forecast. Well, looking at the radar now, I can see that it's going to be a wet day. A fairly potent weather system is coming in with strong southerly winds above the surface. That's going to warm things up. Temperatures will hit 50. It'll be pretty balmy today. with Winds gusting as high as 25 miles per hour around the sound, even higher in northwest Washington. So this could be kind of a wet day, and the rain will increase later in the day. So, you know, it's not going to be great. Uh, then Saturday morning, there's going to be a break. There'll be a gap. And then a more potent weather system, actually a moderate atmospheric river, a current of moisture from the tropics and subtropics will come in, come in. So I expect later in the day on Saturday, it's going to cloud up and rain's going to start. Temperatures will warm up. Winds will pick up. And we're going to get some pretty good rain Saturday night and Sunday morning. In the mountains, there could be three to five inches. Uh, the freezing level will come way up, you know, above 6,000 feet. So I'm afraid there'll be rain in the, in the passes. Sorry, skiers. So it's going to be a wet, warm night. And it'll be blustery Saturday night into Sunday morning. Now, Sunday should be a break. Um, I think it'll be generally dry. There'll be a few showers floating around. There could be a Puget Sound convergence zone in the North Sound. But I think in general, it should be partly cloudy Sunday afternoon. And temperatures will be around 50, you know, pretty mild. And then another system comes in, uh, a fairly potent one. A pretty good low-pressure system will, will move just north of us. So I expect to have rain on Monday mornings, late Sunday night, Monday morning into Monday rain. Temperatures getting up to like in the lower 50s even, maybe even 52, 53. So another system. But then I have some good news. We're going to be through the systems at that point, And then a ridge of high pressure will build over the, over the east and Pacific. And so Tuesday, I, I think it'll be partly cloudy, you know, maybe a 15% chance of rain. Uh, the temperatures will be a little bit lower, you know, maybe upper 40s. But Tuesday won't be bad. I think Wednesday is also going to be uh, pretty much dry, pretty low percentage ch chance of rain on Wednesday. You know, maybe only 5% or something like that. Temperatures in the mid 40s. And I think we're going to get away with Thursday. I think the ridge will be in place enough on Thursday to give us a partly cloudy, basically dry day. Very late on Thursday, it'll cloud up and maybe some showers coming in. I expect showers on Friday, the 25th of December. So it's going to be a real mixed bag. Uh, this weekend, if you want to get out, I think Sunday will be the day that you'll be able to do things outside. And then midweek, and some people are off because of the holidays, I think midweek, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday particularly, should be actually pretty decent. Anyway, uh, enjoy the weekend as best you can and have a really good holiday season. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Well, today I'm going to turn my attention to weather on the other side of the United States, in the Northeast, where they had a really 
crippling snowstorm in some places, an amazing snowstorm. But it's a snowstorm that had huge contrasts. Some places had 30 inches and some had nothing uh, within only a few hundred miles. So I want to give you the inner baseball with this kind of storm. You know, how do we get these heavy snow events along the, the northeast coast? What's forecasting like for them? You know, what have we learned about them? Well, let's start with the snow totals. They were extraordinary. It snowed yesterday in New York and New England, uh, Pennsylvania, the whole the whole northeast region. And the values were extraordinary uh, around Albany, 30 inches, 33. And uh, I see a, I'm looking at a map now of 41 near Schenectady, 43. So really high amounts. There was this band of extremely high amounts. But you go 50 miles north and south and it's much less. So it might have been 30, 30 inches in Albany. But by the time you got to Yonkers, north of New York City, it was 11. Get to Long Island eight inches on the North Shore, but only three inches on the South Shore. So big contrasts. So let me tell you about these kind of storms. The Northeast can get wonderful snowstorms during the winter, and these are generally associated with what we call nor'easters. Now, what happens is this. We have a low-pressure system that develops somewhere off the Carolinas, South and North Carolina. And that's associated with an upper-level disturbance going across the country, then interacting with the region right there on the southeast coast, where there's a huge change in temperature between the Gulf Stream and cold air coming off the continent. And that difference in temperature acts as a fuel source that gets you know, inspired by this upper-level disturbance, and we start seeing a low-pressure system form. Now, then... What happens is the low center tends to move to the northeast. Maybe that's why they call them the nor'easters. And they move to northeast. And as the low approaches Long Island, that region there, you know, the offshore of New York, something important happens. On one hand, the low center moves moisture up and over the region, producing precipitation. But at the same time, with lower pressure over the ocean, higher pressure and cold air to the north, cold air gets driven in, gets drawn into the storm. So it's the perfect setup. Cold air is coming in at low levels that helps ensure that we have snow. But then moisture is driven over this wedge of cold air by the storm, producing heavy precipitation. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. We had one of these nor'easters formed that came up from North Carolina, you know, south of New York, and then went south of uh, Cape Cod and offshore. Now, these storms have become increasingly predictable. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, our models couldn't do it. But now they can. We really can nail these storms a day or two out. At least we know generally there's going to be snow and have a good idea of the timing. So that's, that's true. But there are real difficulties in forecasting this storm. For instance, near the coast, there can be large differences in temperature. And that was true by Long Island. The water is still relatively warm. And so that will tend to produce more rain and less snow. So predicting the exact location of that temperature in transition, which is very hard, can certainly mess up our snow forecast, at least on the southern side of the range. But there's more. It turns out the snow is not uniform in these events. There tends to be what we call snow bands, regions in which the atmosphere concentrates the snow rate. 
Now, our models now are gaining the capability to know that these snow bands will probably exist, but it's very difficult for us to get exactly where they will set up. And that was true in this case. Our, our models were off a little bit about where we thought the heaviest snow was going to be. So the snow bands are a problem. Another issue is trying to decide the snow depth. Now, you may think that's an easy thing to do if you have the precipitation right, but it's not. It's the depth of the snow is critically dependent upon temperature. If you have cold temperatures, then the snow tends to be light and fluffy. On the, other on the other hand, if the temperatures are warmer, getting close to freezing, then you tend to get this denser snow, which tends to crunch down more. And so this, the ratio of precipitation to snow depth can really vary. The standard that we use is 10 to 1. For every one inch of precipitation, of liquid water precipitation, you'll get 10 inches of snow. That's the standard. But if you have warm situ a warm situation where you're close to freezing, uh, then you can have a have a ratio of seven to one. On the, on the other hand, cold air, well, that can produce 15 to one, 17 to one, even 20 to one. So that's a difficult thing to, to get right as well. So this was a, an extremely successful forecast, but you know the, we didn't get exactly the amount. We underpredicted the intensity. None of the models were going for 30 to 40 inches. You know, we were topping out at 15, 20. So that was a, a little bit of a problem. And we also got the position a little bit wrong. Our models were going for a little bit too far south in terms of the, 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 the snow band. Now, I expect these snow forecasts to improve. You know, our general skill of getting low centers and nor'easters is getting better. And as we telescope to higher and higher resolution and we get the model physics, how we describe how precipitation forms better and better, I think we'll get these snow bands better and I think we'll have more skill in getting the intensity. Uh, the National Weather Service has a new model, a new FV3 UFS model, and they've been testing uh, the latest version of this, version 16, and it actually did much better than the operational version that we have going right now. So I'm very optimistic. Now, do we get uh, nor'easters on the West Coast? Not too much. Uh, our problem here is our water is, is warm, uh, and for us to get snow, we need a completely different setup. For us to get snow, we need a low that's sort of, for here in Seattle, we need a low crossing around Astoria that pulls off cold air from the interior of British Columbia and then puts moisture above it. So it's a quite a different situation. Well, I hope you enjoyed learning about snow. I don't see any snow in the lowlands here for at least a week or two, so we can relax about that. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.